Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Equipped to Be Show with Connie Albers. Equipped to Be is a podcast dedicated to helping you discover and develop your unique strengths, gifts, and talents so you can apply them to all areas of life. So let's get ready to dive into how you are equipped to be. Welcome to the Equipped to Be Show with Connie Albers. I am so glad that you're here today. Hey, y'all are in for a treat. I tell you what, I have Heidi St. John in the studio today. If you don't know Heidi St. John, she is the busy mom. She runs and she is the founder and she runs MomStrong International. I'm going to ask her to tell you about it. It is phenomenal and you want to certainly join that. She's a culture warrior. Uh, when we start to talk, Heidi and I have been friends for a long time, so I've kind of watched how her ministry has grown and changed. She's a mama of seven children, has, a, has just the most precious heart for families, for the Word of God, for encouraging and equipping believers to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. So with that, I want to say, hey, Heidi, welcome to the program. Thank you, Connie. I'm excited to be here. I'm actually, I'm really stoked because we're in person. Usually we're talking on the phone. Yes. Because I live the- <laughs> like on the complete, I mean, really, I'm kitty corner from you. I'm farther away from you than almost anybody else in the country except Alaska. I know, right. So yeah. And I don't actually, yeah. Yeah, so this is exciting. So I, I I, just like to tell everybody, I drove 37 hours so I could sit here in your studio with you. So this is great. I know, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm honored because we have just been at a conference and I want to dive into that. We were at a, a in-person it was supposed to be this massive, massive conference of 15,000 people. It's the biggest one in the nation. Yeah. yeah. And we it got canceled. And they had the great idea, let's turn it into a virtual event, which was great, except it wasn't. And the information was great. Heidi was speaking. I was speaking. Some other folks were speaking and just trying to encourage and equip parents in the, their calling and their role. And, you know, folks, it was just so oppressive. And that's what Heidi, are gonna, Heidi and I are going to dive into we actually left after it was over. We didn't continue the, our stay like we were going to. And we just came to my house, which is why Heidi's in the studio. <laughs> um, Heidi, you're a culture warrior. You have been traveling, like you said, 3,700 miles from Washington down to Orlando. Once you move, once you leave from Orlando, you're heading up the East Coast. Yep. And then you got to make the long track back. So you're going to see, I don't, go, I don't even know how many states you're going to be traveling mm-hmm. through, but mm-hmm. let's talk about what you're seeing across the country. I mean, you're mm-hmm. seeing it because mm-hmm. um, you're literally in a car and you're going through, what is that, uh, rest stops mm-hmm. and trying to get coffee and mm-hmm. trying to eat food and mm-hmm. dive in, talk, talk about that. Well, it's a nightmare right right now. So I've been traveling and speaking to audiences for at least, you know, coming up on close to 15 years. And I love this country. You know that about me. Mm-hmm. I am a patriot. I'm a Christian first and a patriot second. And uh, what I'm watching and observing as we travel from state to state is that there literally is a blanket of fear that is settled over the nation. And so as you as you travel the nation and you meet people, I mean, we could stop. It doesn't matter where we are. You know, we could be in Utah. We could be in Tennessee. We could be in Missouri uh, or Oklahoma. It doesn't matter where you are. Uh, when you stop and go, even like you were saying, something as simple as a cup of coffee has turned out to be a very stark, very sad reminder 
that our nation is in the grip of fear. We're not in the grip of a virus. And I keep telling people that we are not in the grip of a virus. We are in the grip of fear and fear is a spirit and it does not come from God. And so if it doesn't come from God, we have to ask ourselves, where does it come from? Well, the Bible tells us that we have an adversary and his sole purpose on this earth is to kill steal and destroy. And what are we seeing happening right now? We're seeing kill, steal, destroy, right? And so uh, I, you and I were watching the doctors uh, last night on the, this very brave video, a whole bunch of doctors have come out and um, frontline doctors, I think, com is yeah. what it is. And they've come out and they basically said, we're being lied to, which is what I've been saying since March, right? And I was telling you this weekend, I, I have felt for several months, like a canary in a coal mine, you know, just trying to say, listen, you guys, this is not about a virus. Look around. This virus has a 99.8% survival rate. Why didn't we do this for tuberculosis? Why didn't we do it for SARS? Why didn't we do it for the swine flu? Because it's an election year. That's why. But what we have learned now about human beings, and we knew it before, but we never have seen it like this. We're very easy to scare and we're very hard to unscare. That is and so, so true. It's and I'm looking at the conference season, which is how I make a living, as you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking we're not going to recover from this, because even though people are beginning now, more and more people are doing what I've been doing for the last several months, which is to tell the truth about what's happening. Uh, people are still afraid. So, for example, I don't wear a mask. I think it's a symbol of it is. It's a symbol of fear and conformity. The mask says I'm afraid. Uh, the mask says, I I am willing to conform without even understanding why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so I refuse to do it for a variety of reasons. And uh, I try to get into an elevator at the hotel that we were staying at the other day. And people mm-hmm. won't get on an elevator with me because they don't know, we no longer see each other as human beings. Mm-hmm. The mask has dehumanized us. So I'm not a human being anymore. I'm a walking germ bomb <laughs> and I could hurt somebody. Right. And that's how we, that's exactly what's happening in the culture right now. And unless and until people start to stand up against it, it will get worse and worse and worse. And it won't matter if somebody with a medical degree who's been in in, uh, private practice for 37 years stands in front of the microphone in the Supreme Court and says, you guys, the mask doesn't work. Take it off. You have a 99.8% chance of surviving this and a 0.0008% chance of getting it in the first place. That's right. So, uh, unless and until we start saying, no, this is a spirit of fear and coming against it, I actually think it's going to get worse. You know, Heidi, you're talking uh, through your podcast, uh, as you're traveling, I mean, you're still getting your message out. Tell me, like, what are you telling people to do? I mean, it's one thing to say, don't wear a mask. It's one thing to say, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. What do you, you've got to tell people what they do need to do. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about what do they need to do instead of just saying, I'm not going to wear a mask because there are a lot of good, yeah. kind, loving yes. people yeah. that that they really do want to protect other people. They care yeah. about their fellow citizen. And, and, you know, we get that. We understand that. And you're not saying, I don't care about you and I want you to die. And I'm not even saying that there's not a virus. That's exactly right. There is a virus. I'm saying that the mask is not helping. And this is not about, this is not about, um, protecting other people. You and I talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm. I went in to see my personal physician and anybody who knows me has followed me for very long. If you've read my book, Becoming Mom Strong, I, I tell a story of growing up in an abusive home. And the result of that was I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder when I was 20. And they put me on anti-panic medicine, which I remained on for nearly 30 years. And so I, I understand anxiety. I understand fear. I understand panic. I also know that it's a spirit 
and there are ways and uh, and for those of you who don't know me I mean I really want to encourage you to read my story because it is a story of healing it's not a story of you know feel sorry for Heidi St. John the Lord has really been doing a work in my heart and it's a work because it took work it was a, a very very hard thing but what I, what I want people to hear is when we say what do you do the first thing you do is you start asking the Lord for a sound mind None of this stuff, everything that we talk about will be null and void if we don't have, if we don't think about these things critically. So before you, um, you know, before we put the mask on, before we do any of the things that the government is telling us to do, you guys, most of the people that I know that are wearing masks are not afraid of the Rona. They're afraid of the government. They're afraid, of, they're, they're afraid of other people yelling at yeah. them. Who wants to be yelled at in the grocery store? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, people mistake Heidi St. John. I mean, you said I'm a culture warrior and I think that's true. You know, my passion is talking about where faith and culture intersect, but the mm-hmm. bottom line is very, very simple. Um, somebody is going to have to be a William Wallace here. Mm-hmm. Somebody is going to have to say, I am willing to get yelled at. I am willing to get put in jail. I am willing to get fined. That is what it is going to take. And you and I were talking about this last night and you said something so good that I actually posted it this morning on social media. You said the opposite of uh, fear, right? What did you say? The opposite of courage. No, the opposite. Tell me what you said. Okay, so. it's so good. Okay, so bravery, the opposite of bravery is not cowardice. It's conformity. Yes. And mm-hmm. what do we see? Mm-hmm. Conform, 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 conform. And so I think people mistake me for this culture warrior who is unafraid and you know up for a fight and doesn't mind being yelled at and is willing to do the thing. None of those things are true about kind me. Kind of like a bull in a china shop, which you are not. No. And yeah. none of those things are true about me. I actually hate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw me the other day. Rolling yeah. Stone picked up my name mm-hmm. and basically said that I'm a, an anti-mask propagandist. Mm-hmm. Well, all Rolling Stone had to do, they are Already con- they contacted me for an interview. And before I accepted, I asked my staff, please go and research these guys. I want to know what their bias is. Well, I should have known what their bias is because it's <laughs> Rolling Stone for goodness sake. But I just thought, let's research, you know, what have they said about this issue before? Mm-hmm. So before I have a chance to get back to them, um, they went ahead and published an article and they didn't, they didn't quote me because I didn't do their interview, but they tagged me and that was enough. Mm-hmm. And they know that it's enough, right? So all of the, you know, all of the pro mask people, you want people to die, all those people. And in Connie ends up, you know, in my hotel room with me and I'm a, you know, a slobbering mess <laughs> yeah, because I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like people threatening my life online. I've had to take all of the lettering off of our trailer. I I used to go around the country when you first met me. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a big cargo trailer, had all of our stuff in it, had the website on it and my name on it. And it was a fun thing because people would say, oh, I know her. And they would see me at a rest stop and come up and get a picture. And it was fun. We had to strip all that stuff off, any identifying markers off of our vehicle because we get death threats. People tell me they know where I am and they know where my children are and they saw me on I-84. What in the world is going on. So I am not this super brave, you know, woman who doesn't ever feel the the pressure of it. What I'm saying is we have to get past that because if we don't, they're going to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. The conformity that you see around you is evidence of fear that is out of control. Fear that's based on shame and guilt. Yes, because it's certainly not based on evidence. Yeah. I mean, you and I've talked about this before. When you said we need a William Wallace, uh, we've said before, that person has to consider the cost. Yes. And that, I believe, is why there's so much conformity. We're yeah. afraid, going back to your statement, we're afraid to put a sign in our yard. We're yes. afraid to put our A bumper sticker business, on our car. Yeah, yeah. You put your business logo on your car, and if it doesn't align with what 
current issue is yep. on the hot button yep. that day, uh, your car gets vandalized yep. or destroyed or yep. you get threats. Mm-hmm. Um, I've often seen, Heidi, uh, people basically tell you to dial it back and tone it down and just kind of chill out a little bit. Yeah, stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a homeschool mom. You know, we just want you to, we just want you to talk about homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Well, how tone deaf is that right now? Right. I was telling you last night, I don't, I don't, I'm not actually interested. There's a lot of people I follow on social media who are really good friends of mine. And we, we've all had kind of our own lanes over the years. You know, Heidi's lane was homeschooling. And so, you know, my, another one of my friends lanes might've been, you know, marketing. And I had another friend who's really into, you know, home decorating. None of those things matter right now because if we lose our freedom, Mm -hmm. it won't matter how great of a home decorator we are. And so I sort of stopped talking about the thing that was my lane and i switched lanes, you know, and I began just to really talk about focusing on politics. And honestly, I think part of the reason we're here is because good Christians are too afraid to talk about politics and open the door to having these conversations that we absolutely need to have. See, you and I can have a conversation. If you have a like-minded person who understands dialogue, and you're not always going to agree, but we can agree to disagree. Well, that's right. what's absent right now. It's you agree with what I say. And if you don't, I'll loot, destroy, protest, whatever well, here's it is. Interesting. Here's an interesting thing too. And I've, I've had this, I get this from the millennials, right? A lot. So I've had some of the millennials and my kids are all millennials, right? So you and I have kids who are about the same mm-hmm. age. My kids range in age from 30 to nine. And uh, what I hear from the millennials a lot is you're not listening. You're not listening. Well, I am listening, but I disagree. So just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't mean they're not listening. This is that result of a generation and two generations actually who've been coddled into thinking that everyone has to agree with them or they're evil. Yes. You know, or they're wrong. And this is how we got Chaz in Seattle. This is why Portland is literally being burned to the ground. And you just, I mean, you grew up in Portland. I love Portland. Mm -hmm. You know, people always say, I can't believe you're from the, you know, that's terrible. They're all those liberals. There are really wonderful, good people out there who frankly have been sitting on the sidelines for too cotton picking long. Mm -hmm. And we kept thinking, well, if we just, because they told us it was about tolerance, right? They said, oh, it's about tolerance. You guys need to be tolerant. They don't, they're not interested intolerance. They're interested in 100% conformity, 100% capitulation. And if you don't give them what they want, they're going to burn your city to the ground. And that's the truth. And so as I travel across the country, I was in Lincoln, Nebraska the other day, and I had a, a mom come up to me and she said, she said, um, well, what's happening in Portland isn't going to happen here. And I said, you're wrong. It's at the door. Marxism is at the door of America. And if we don't start paying attention and speaking out, I told her, I said, I am begging you, speak out before it gets here mm-hmm. and before they're looting and rioting and burning down your streets and right. breaking into the Apple store and all the things. And you guys just watch what's happening in the Northwest. Watch what's happening. They're moving now from the cities into the suburbs. I was just going to ask you about that. Yes. And it will not stop unless we begin to... Uh, get rid of the fear that this doctor, one doctor said yesterday, it's like a spider web, right? It's a spider web over our whole nation. And Christians should be at the front lines of this thing because we have the spirit of the living God in us. Mm -hmm. And over and over and over again, God said, don't be afraid. Do not fear. I'm with you. I went, I'm going to be with you wherever you go. Christians should be committed to truth and we should be committed to justice and not the social justice that you see in the news right now, but the kind that says power, love, and a sound mind, that's the Lord. You know, as we're kind of getting to the end of this, I want to touch on a couple of things. You are you are calling people to get off of the bench and onto the battlefield, and that's one of your books, uh, Prayers for the Battlefield. Mm-hmm. So we have to armor up. 
Yeah. We cannot do this in our own power, with our own smarts, with our own strategy. We really have to be led of the Lord. Yeah. So let's talk something very important. Uh, when you're telling parents who might be afraid, you know, mm-hmm. we did a, a gathering yesterday. You often, as you travel the country, you'll do these pop-up events, yes. pop-up uh, pop-up shops. Yep. And so we were at one yesterday, and there was about, what, 18 women there? Mm-hmm. And it was just a time to kind of go around and get to know these people that follow you online, but they get to meet you in real life. Right. And we heard, I just sat there and listened to them talk about what they're dealing with. They're all dealing with the same thing. And they're all 18 different families with different circumstances. And, and the fear of if I speak out, my husband will lose his job. If I speak out, uh, we'll be asked to leave the church. It was pretty heartbreaking. So let's talk about how, when you're talking to moms, especially through uh, the Mom Strong International, because you're really equipping women with the truths of God's word, get off of the bench onto the battlefield. Give us some tips of what you're, what you really can get if you join uh, Mom Strong International. Yes, yeah, so Mom Strong International has been around. It's pretty young. It's been around for three years. Um, my heartbeat there is is it's just a it's an outworking of what I've been doing for the last 15 years, which is to encourage women to know the word of God, because that's where we get that power of love and a sound mind. It comes from a right application of God's word. So how much have you seen in the culture right now from the church that is a wrong application of Romans 13? It's a wrong application of so many verses in the Bible. And we've we've learned we can twist scripture, right? The gay community does it all the time. You can twist scripture. You need to know scripture. So that's what we're doing. So every month at Momstrong International, the first Monday of every month, so we're getting ready to really a brand new one. Oh, good. Um, a brand new study comes out. There's um, and there we study God's word uh, every every single day at Momstrong. And so there are I don't know seventeen thousand women now at Momstrong International. They're doing the, the scripture writing. The scripture writing challenge just two dollars a month, and for six bucks more, you can get access to the whole Bible study. So it's really cool. It's very inexpensive, but and it's, it's a community. A, I mean, it's a community. That's there. right. Your, your yep. staff, your and I teach live there. on Wednesdays, and in fact, I'm going to go in there live today because okay. um, they've been talking about some stuff that's been happening to me out here on the road, and we're committed to helping each other and encouraging each other. And they, these women are talking. You were on that Facebook page with me last night, yeah. looking at some of the questions these women are asking, and they're the right questions. They're able to come and say, "This happened. How do I how do I approach this from the perspective of God's word?" The other thing that's cool about Mom Strong International is it has a component in a called Kid Strong. And so there's not, it's not just mom strong, it's kids strong. It's, it's taking the Bible study that these women are going through with me every single week. Mm-hmm. And it's giving them opportunities to teach their children what they're learning. Because that's another thing that I've been, I mean, Connie, you've been hearing me talk about this since I've been on the road, probably yeah. since I met you. I have been saying for 15 years, we're living in a generation of biblically illiterate Christians. So men and women who want the grace and freedom and forgiveness of God, we want to go to our mega churches and raise our hands and praise the Lord, but we don't know God's word and we can't defend it. We don't understand that the, that the life of a Christian is not necessarily the life of um, of pleasure. It's not necessarily a life of provision. It's often, he calls you not to live, he calls you to die. Yeah, Jesus died. All We've of his disciples, with com- the exception of one, were martyred for their faith. I was going to say. And what do we think? In- yeah, because Joel Osteen's been telling us forever that God wants you to have that parking spot at Macy's, and that's the most important thing. And so what do we see? We see Christians, mm-hmm. Father, give me favor. Father, we've made the gospel about us, mm-hmm. and it's not about us. 
It's about him. And the moment it becomes about us, we lose the power that is in the gospel. So this is the this is the heart behind MomStrong International. I have witnessed, and I know you have too, Connie, women's ministries all over the nation, particularly ones that are geared toward mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, watering down the hard truths of scripture. And so even a, a mom might be in a mom's ministry at her church, you know, for the entire time her, her little kids are preschoolers and she'll come out of that ministry with not a stitch of biblical knowledge. And so we wasted all of those years, you know, we get together and we make a craft and we hug each other and we listen to music and our kids go to the nursery. And we do that once a week for seven years and we don't know God's word when we get out of it. What a shame. And that's what I love about what you're doing with MomStrong International. It is feasting on the word of God. It's, it's pouring and it's, it's taking the word of God and engraving it on your heart. And why does that matter? Because you need it. When you are out on the battlefield, you have to have a reservoir to be able to pull from. You have to have that in your life. One thing I think is interesting is, as all you are listening, you know, Heidi has the older kids. She has younger kids. The way she's raising her younger children is very different than Mm -hmm. her older children. But the commonality is what she does, what I do, it's for our children. What are they going to hear? Because we're not going to be able to, you know, do this forever. We will die one day or we will get really old one day. Or I don't know. I think or, I'll keep doing this. Or the really communists old. will take over our country. You won't have freedom of speech. That's I mean, right. So they're actually well, we are, see that now. Oh yeah. I mean, what happened, uh, Connie, what happened last night? We were watching, um, this, these doctors get up there within what, 15 minutes. Yeah. Facebook took it down. YouTube took it. They're afraid of the truth. They're afraid of the truth. And so they're censoring people. So to me, I feel like I could at any moment lose my platform Mm -hmm. and people won't be able to hear me anymore. That's a very real, I mean, that's, I mean, obviously I'm going to get old and die someday. Should the Lord tarry, but, but uh, we could be silenced, but we could absolutely Mm -hmm. be silenced. And that's a very real, a very real, uh, issue that we're facing. I right mean, now. as we were watching that doctor's segment and we were sharing it and, and it went viral. I mean, there was like 670,000 at that moment within a matter of 20 minutes or so. It was a phenomenal what was happening. And we could see on our pages and friends that we had, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. And mm-hmm. so we would go over to this platform and we'd try to get it. And uh, Heidi would record it and we'd take snippets. You know, it's it's almost trying to figure out how to... You're just trying to outsmart the, censor, the censorship yep, people. That's, exactly that's what it. it is. And Facebook is the worst. Facebook is the worst. They're terrible about censorship. They absolutely have a bent and people need to understand what it is. And also, this is a little fun fun fact for all of you guys listening. <laughs> if you want your videos to stay up there, I showed Connie how to do yeah. this last night. You record them on your own phone. There's an app on the um, this, uh, the app store called Record It. There's several of them. But you want a screen recording tool. Then you record your own. If you can trim your clips down to 30 seconds or less, they've got a lot less. Li- there's a less likelihood they're going to be picked up by the sensors and taken down off of the, um, the internet. But the censorship is real. And you and I came, largely what we wanted to do is talking about how we can starve the fear. One of the ways that you starve fear is you don't give it oxygen by that conformity. You refuse to say, oh my goodness, Facebook took my video down. And in fact, you go, I'm going to find out how to do it again. And you begin to take a frontline position. You can't take a frontline position until you know the word of God, which is why I've been equipping women in the word for 15 years. Once you learn how to do that, you begin to take that frontline position. And people say, well, what can we do besides take off the mask. The first thing you do is you say, Lord, help me show me what I'm supposed to do today. And it sounds simple to take off a mask. It's not simple. It's very hard to do. And so I know I'm not asking people to do something that's easy, but like I said before, we were not called to a life of ease. 
if we don't start doing this, and and I mean in droves, yeah, it's it's really a shame that I go into Walmart right now. If I can help it, I don't go anywhere near Walmart. But if I have to go to Walmart and I don't wear a mask, I shouldn't be the only one in there without a mask. There should be other people, but usually it's just me. If you start to talk to people, why are you wearing the mask? Most of them don't even know. They don't even know. And so I tell people, do your homework, look and see what the numbers are. That's where the sound mind comes from. And so that's how you start fear. You begin to say, Lord, give me that sound mind. What is fear? False evidence appearing real. Absolutely. That, say that is again. Say false that again. evidence appearing real. That's the acronym for fear. That's exactly what it is. Fear comes from the adversary. And God says in his word, he's not the author of chaos. Well, Connie, when you look around, what do you see? You see chaos. It's the fingerprints of the adversary are all over this. And I am frankly shocked to see many people, men and women who I know have been talking about how, you know, walking with the Lord their whole lives who are living in fear. I know pastors who have not come out of their homes since February because they're afraid of the Rona. They're afraid. I thought we knew the healer. I thought we had access to the healer. And I'm not telling people to do something stupid. I'm not saying, you know, go cough on your neighbor and see how it works or go lick the doorknobs or something like that. We're just saying, let's put our fear aside and ask God for what he said he gives us, power, love, and a sound mind. And it has to start, there has to be be more William Wallace's than uh, Jack Hibbs in California or Heidi St. John or Rob McCoy. There has to be more of us. And that's what I keep asking people to do because this getting off the bench thing is not for sissies. It's hard. And I've been saying it for years, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield, off of the sidelines and onto the front lines. The war is being fought in your backyard right now. And you have an opportunity to use your platform. Every single one of the people that are listening to this has a platform. We all have influence. So they're listening to it on Connie Albers podcast. They may not have a podcast, but I guarantee you, you have parents. I guarantee you have friends at church. A lot of you have social media platforms. You don't need 300,000 followers to influence people. It's one person at a time. And so begin to tell the truth. If somebody unfriends you, they're not your friend, <laughs> right? Followers are not friends, right? Connie and I have learned this the hard way. Uh, we, we, our platform is only there. It's there for one reason. You have a platform to speak truth. You have a platform to do that. I just want to summarize some of the points Heidi missed in case you didn't catch them in the very beginning. But what does the enemy want to do? The enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. When this mask has become a conformity issue, the opposite of bravery is not cowardice. So putting on a mask is not that you're being coward. It's that you're conforming. And once they can get us to, anyone can get us to conform, then we are not effective. We're not powerful. We're not using the the tools, the wisdom, the insight that God has given us. You have to identify what you're actually facing. As Heidi has said, the fear, the confusion. Once you identify it, then you're able to target it and you're able to speak to it and you're able to speak truth, but you can only speak truth if you know it. And Heidi often says, you can't give what you do not possess. So you cannot share the truth of information that you've learned, like this doctor's conversation, you cannot share the truth of God's word, why or why you don't do a specific thing, unless you have done your research and done your homework. She's also said, you know, there's going to be a cost, there will be a cost. What are we willing to do this for? Well, for the Lord, for our family, for our fellow citizens, for our brothers and sisters in Christ, there's going to be a cost, but we cannot cower down. We cannot hide in our homes. We cannot put that mask on and pretend everything is okay because it's not okay. Mm. Maybe it'll be okay on November 4th, <laughs> right? But, right. but maybe not. So Heidi, you have got such a powerful voice of encouraging women to get in the word, 
If you have not joined or become a member of MomStrong International, I really encourage you to do that. Heidi's there. She she pours in. She loves. She speaks truth. Uh, kind of in love, but no bones about it. I mean, she's going to speak the truth, and she's going to encourage you and exhort you to do the same with where you are. She's not going to say, go do something against your husband. She's not going to say that it, that you, it's, it's okay. If you're afraid, she's going to, she will challenge you, she, but she's going to equip you. So make sure you go check out mom strong international and Heidi, as uh, I would just love for you to kind of close this out and just tell people where they can find you on your different platforms. Yeah. So I've been on Facebook, unfortunately for a really long time. <laughs> you can find me at Heidi St. John, the busy mom of, for now. I think there's a really good chance that I'm going to lose my platform there. I've already gotten the, you don't conform to our community standards letter, not once, but twice from Facebook. And so um, we've created a group called the Heidi St. John group. And so I would tell people to look for that. Um, sort of one a, that doesn't have two ends. That's right. Yes, and there's there are fake accounts for me too. Mm-hmm. So um, when you're looking for me on Facebook, it's the um, it's the Busy Mom official. So you'll see Heidi St. John official. You want to find those pages. Um, and same on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Heidi St. John. If you see an account with two ends on the end of my name, <laughs> um, just reported it's actually not me. And then also uh, I have a podcast that's been I've been podcasting for a long, long time. And uh, that has been, that's a joy for me to do. I typically podcast five days a week. So, and I'm talking about faith and culture every single day of the week. When I'm on the road, which I am right now, um, I'm dialing it back to three days a week because it's just (laughs) too hard to do it on the road. But, um, But that's a great place. You can find that anywhere that podcasts are available. Thanks for joining me today. I know that this podcast may have challenged some of you, and that's good. It's good for us to be challenged because we have to stop and analyze and think through and assess what is going on, pay attention, start looking around, and then start asking the Lord what he wants you to do. What part does he want you to play? Maybe you need to be in your city government. We all see how important our local council members are or the city planners. We often think that the only people that matter are the federal issues. And we're seeing our cities are actually being run by like people just like you and me who took what we thought was a menial position and they're controlling cities. So maybe ask the Lord, does he want you to serve in public service? That's an important thing for you to consider. I don't know where it is, but I know God has a place for you. He has an assignment every morning, wake up and ask, what assignment do you have for me today? Thanks for joining me and we'll see you again on Equipped to Be. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.